I loved getting up in the morning. I clap my hands and say, this is going to be a great day. Swick Technologies presents the Leading Business Podcast, helping you leverage technology to accelerate your growth. The key to this business is personal relationships. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Swick Tech Leading Business Podcast. This is episode number 18, and today is February 4th. Wow, it's already February. Scary. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, and... And I'm Shane. All right. So today, uh, our topic of discussion is going to be NIST and CMMC, which stands for Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification. It's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, but before we get into that topic, we wanted to just go through our introductory stuff and uh, talk about some of the new technologies that Shane and I are using. You should go first. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, and I think, uh, Eric, this is going to be our last podcast of the of season two, so to speak, right? We'll be kind of kicking off a new cycle next year. Maybe we'll, we'll mix it up a little bit here. We'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, new tech that I am using. I got an M1 MacBook Pro. So the new M1 means like the chip infrastructure that Apple is building themselves. They said, see you later, Intel, um, which is pretty crazy, pretty big deal. The tech world, so to speak, is on, or I guess the nerds, the Apple nerds, right? Not not Swick Tech necessarily, but the Apple nerds are, are on fire these days about how revolutionary it is that they're changing this up. And then people got their hands on these new computers and they were just crazy fast in comparison and the hype went up like 100%. It was like, Apple was like, these are awesome. And everyone's like, it sounds awesome, but we'll see. And then they got the computers and they're like, this is more than awesome. Like Apple outdid themselves. And yeah, so I have one. I think you have one now too. I have one too. Um, the only complaint I have uh, is the USB, like the whatever dongle. that. Yeah. Which is not an M1 Mac problem. The dongles are just an Apple, well, they're an everything problem, right? My Surface sitting here has a USB port and a USB C port, and that's it. So you always need a dock or a dongle or something, which is annoying. I do think Apple, at least the latest rumors, are that Apple will be moving away from. The dongles and in their higher end uh like macbook pros and stuff that they're coming out with right for creators and such down the road the rumor is that they'll have more ports again oh that would so be nice apparently they have heard that everyone <laughs> hates this situation yeah. um but yeah so we both have one i it's for personal use right i don't use that at swick tech but it has been amazing i do light video editing i wouldn't say i'm like a really elaborate video editor yet um, and then photoshop a couple of other creative apps and then mostly just your basic you know web browsing files that sort of stuff and i have no complaints it's been phenomenal the speed is unreal the battery life is unreal everything the battery life is completely unreal i'm like it's been three days <laughs> what's gonna die not even close right awesome. and and still doing a lot of like intensive things on it it can handle it so yeah it's it's pretty cool 
The other, yeah, the other really interesting thing with that is, so Apple built a tool called Rosetta, which is like software that's running on those Macs to help them run old applications that developers haven't optimized for those app for those Macs yet. And those old applications designed for Intel Macs are running better on the M1 Macs than they are on the actual computers they were designed for. So it's going to be really cool to see once we kind of get to a place where this is the new normal just how much better they can be and windows seems to be kind of following in their footsteps they just released so the the concept the chip concept and i'll stop rambling here in a second but the chip concept that they have is called arm and it means that the whole system is like on its own chip or whatever it's all built in together um and it was designed for like phones right so people when it first came out were like that's never going to work for computers and that's fine and now it's working better on computers than the original architecture for computers. And so Windows released a Surface Pro 10 that's on ARM and it's even better. Um, So it's cool to see where that technology is going. They always say that technology expands like exponentially, right? And it gets exponentially faster and better and smarter and whatnot. Um, But you don't usually see this kind of leap in that space. Sure, you can look back 10 years and be like, oh, remember the first iPhone? Wow, that was crazy. But you don't really tend to see it this drastic. Yeah, it is a big one because there's no fan. You know what I mean? Like I can hear the fan on the computer I'm recording on right now, but on the Mac, there isn't one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quiet and it doesn't overheat and it's doing more than. So it's just you're right. That is a big leap. For sure. It's cool. I'm using uh, a program that I've been using for a while, Restream. Dot io and i know you love the dot io extensions um I'm not, I'm not a fan it's uh dot it's io a, dot ai they just seem so spammy and cheesy i just uh, i can't get over it i was reputable but you know it's it's a great platform if you want to stream content to multiple platforms simultaneously and so if you're going to stream to facebook youtube twitch twitter um, all these places, you can do it from one destination. Now, obviously, LinkedIn is a place where a lot of like um, networking is happening. A lot of business professionals are there. So they have a live product now, too. And the only way you can stream to LinkedIn is through one of these third parties, like StreamYard or Restream. Um, so you can stream to that destination, Endpoint 2, and then it records your files for you and parks them in their cloud uh, storage up to like two weeks. So you can have that content for anything else you're going to do. And it also has like a video chat. So similar to how you and I are chatting, if I wanted to have someone else join us without having to have any sort of meeting link or anything like that, or like a password, I can just share that link with somebody and they can pop right in there. So it's like a really neat piece of technology um, that I'm learning more about. So it's a, it's a ton of fun to learn about. Would you say Restream is like the best option out there or is it just the one you're most familiar with so far? The one I'm most familiar with, StreamYard, I think it's a lot of uh, press also. I don't know what nuances might be different between the two, but I'm, you know, a fan of Restream from, you know, they have a live studio. So it replaces an older technology or software called OBS, which stands for Open Broadcast Software, which I was using beforehand. So I can make all these custom graphics, have a studio so I can, you know, jump from screen to screen if I want to share uh, what a web browser versus someone's camera, you kind of get the studio feel. I think that's still probably a little more robust and far more custom, but Restream is starting to take a lot of those things and put it into something that's a little more like iPhone-esque in terms of usability. Yeah, it seems so much simpler and you still get a lot of the same like abilities and features. 
So, and you could still pair, pair it with OBS if you like had some more custom stuff and you just put your stream key there. So it's just, it's a very neat space as more content goes towards video and more video becomes live. Um, it's something that's worth looking into if that's something that you're doing. Cool. Very cool. So that's the new technology we're using, Macs and streaming software uh, in our personal lives. So that's neat. And, you know, really today's topic, though, uh, we're talking about NIST and like we had mentioned, the Cyber Maturity Model Certification, the CMMC. Um, there was a big announcement on November 30th of 2020 that said, uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, I'm not going to say exactly what it said, but essentially that is now going to be something that's going to be audited. Whereas before, uh, some of these standards for NIST and DFARS and FARS were not necessarily um, audited. They were best practices. You should be doing these things etc. But now there's uh, a lot in the works to actually license auditors. And then as a business, you have to pay to get those audits done, similar to, I think you had mentioned offline, uh, like accounting and finance. Yeah, where you pay to have like an audit of your um, money, your cash flow done. In ex and usually, I'm sure this will go there. Companies usually have some sort of internal auditors, right, that are reviewing everything. Hey, in case we get audited by government or what have you um are we going to be okay and then they have the external auditors that actually come in and say hey this is good this is bad you're doing it right you're doing it wrong you're up to standards you're not um so very seems like a very similar concept they're i think the i don't know that this is even like a technical term for it but the term that's been thrown around a lot has been that there'll be some form of cmmc assessors that will be a you know a third-party entity right so the dod uh, eventually, not yet, I think in 2022 or 2023, is going to hand out licenses to these third parties that will then be official like assessors for the CMMC. Too many acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you'll have to engage with those third parties and have them come in. Obviously, you'll, you'll have to pay them uh, some sort of, I don't know, fee or hourly rate or what have you, however they do that. And they'll come in and look at your environment and make sure you're compliant with where you need to be. And the interesting thing that this is like a maturity model, right? So for those that are familiar with that, that's like a sliding scale, right? There's different levels that you can be on this maturity model. And there's prerequisites to that. Usually you don't get to the other level, but you have to have everything on the bottom level met first before you can achieve the next and yep. so forth. And I believe the the folks who actually designed this CMMC concept for the Department of Defense have estimated right up front, we don't have the actual numbers yet of who's going to fall where on this scale, but their estimate is that 80% of the organizations that are even going to have to participate in this concept will only have to certify a level one. Like that will be enough to make them um, compliant. Yes, it's okay then, not to like go panic and, and freak out. Uh, and the goal of the announcement is too, is like to allow businesses and subcontractors and contractors of like the supply chain for the DOD to the Department of Defense, the time to kind of get this stuff squared away. So, um, you know, some businesses may already have a lot of these boxes kind of checked. Uh, there may be some validation involved in that, like you said, like the audit. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing, right? Is do, do I have these boxes checked or not? Mm -hmm. Is it, you, you should know that before you get to a point where you got to call someone in and pay them to figure it out because... I would imagine, like most things, right, the more you know, probably the less it's going to cost you. 
Whereas the less you know, you're going to have to pay that assessor more money to come in and figure everything out and fix it for you later. And it's going to be more detrimental, similar to right like cybersecurity, right? Like the more you pay upfront to protect yourself and your organization and your data is probably more likely that you're going to have to pay less if you ever do get compromised or whatever, because there'll be safeguards in place to protect you. So interesting paradigm. It's really interesting to see again that similarity to the financial sector, right? Where a lot of a lot of the accounting, uh, what are the review standards, international standards board, whatever, IASB, all of those things usually come out with a new tax or audit or accounting code. And then they say, okay, you have to like meet this by 2025, right? They give you like this like leeway, this window to like learn this new concept and deal with it. So it's really interesting to see that transferring over to technology. That's pretty cool. And, you know, just to state like this CMMC isn't just for technology, although there is quite a big piece of the pie that's going to fall under technology. Things like, you know, when someone walks into your building, how are you signing and logging that that person was there? You know, what areas of the building do or don't they have access to? Are there cameras there? Are the doors locked? Um, you know, that's some of that touches technology, certainly. Uh, some of it's archaic in, in various ways, but it still needs to be met. So there are ways that you can tighten some of those things up. But then as you talk about like the cybersecurity side of things, like what are the layers that you have in place? How secure is your network? Uh, where are you storing data? Who's accessing it? Have they been through background checks? Um, so there's personnel to this equation also. Um, yeah, there's a lot of little components. And so, you know, it's something that we've put a lot of effort and energy into at SwickTech to be able to handle some of these requests. And we have, I think we've had three or four requests already come in for this stuff that we're helping. Yeah, people um, are, are aware is, of it and they're looking at it and figuring out, okay, what do we need to do? You know, all that stuff. So that's that's a good thing, right? You want to you wanna get ahead of the game there in that yeah. sense. What is it? Um, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Is that the? I get that right. Right. I, I'm sure. Uh, you're asking the wrong person, but <laughs> I'll, I'll go with you there. It sounds good. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I don't. I mean, really, there's so some of the client, some of the like the you know in the seat that I sit in, I'm I'm outside, right? Outside sales by and large. So you know, I'm interfacing with people that we don't necessarily do business with yet. And so the inquiries that come in are like, hey, we we need to. Um, maintain the government contracts that we have and have the ability to go get new ones. And if the, they don't meet the CMMC model by the time um, this all kind of comes to fruition, then they lose the accounts that they have and they don't have the ability to get more. So a, it can be a big deal. So it is a very serious, big change in undertaking. That November 30th announcement was a big announcement. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add kind of a clarifying note about you know what the government's trying to do here or what they're what the whole the whole scope or point of this is is the idea is that they're protecting CUI, which is controlled unclassified information. So uh, my very basic understanding of what that is is it's obviously it's not classified, right? So it's not like top secret sort of information, but it's information that the government generates or creates right that's out there in the public domain for whatever reason consumption of the public or use for the department of defense on and on there's all kinds of different versions of that stuff but um to date it's never been something that like anybody's been paying attention to and you and i know you know we deal with so many businesses all day every day that there's a lot of information that's just kind of by happenstance seems to be readily available 
to people because businesses aren't actively protecting it. Yeah, they might not even know that they data. should be or the best way to protect it. So it's it's a good thing overall. It's not a bad thing, but it's it's going to be something that's taken far more seriously. Um, and so I don't know. I did have some notes here. It might be worth mentioning some of these things. Uh, we talk about what it stands for. It's a cyber security maturity model certification, and it's a unifying standard for the implementation of cybersecurity across the defense industrial base, aka the DIB. It's a lot to cover. At a high level, the framework is a collection of processes, other frameworks, and inputs from existing cybersecurity standards such as NIST, FAR, and DFARS. We've heard of NIST quite a bit. Um, NIST stands for the National Institute of Standards and Technology. It's a well-known governing body of IT, right? Mm -hmm. Seems to touch manufacturing the most. I'm looking to you to maybe ask. <laughs> sure. We're displaying the fact uh, that you know, we're just broaching this topic. We're, we're just scratching the surface. Um, but who does this apply to? You know, from what I was researching and finding, you know, for this particular episode, um, it's both prime contractors who engage directly with the DOD and to subcontractors who um, contract with with those primes to provide fulfillment and the execution of those contracts. So some level of certification will be a requirement every contract beginning in 2026. I know you mentioned 2022. Um, this is saying that the DOD has indicated that they intend to issue contract opportunities at all levels of the maturity model, meaning that there will be some number of requests in uh, issued that will require only a low level of certification. And I know you had called that out in the beginning, but hey, you might only need to meet level one. So not everyone's going to be at this you know, level four or whatever it's going to end up being. Um, yeah, so my understanding on the degrees of what you're doing, you're going to have to have some higher levels of certification. Yep, and my understanding of those like date windows and stuff is that the 2022-2023 category is like for the licensing for an assessor to be able to to officially tell you you are, you know, CMM certified to level 3. So businesses are going to want to know and have that information, right? They they want that official certification before 2026 because that's when the DOD is going to officially say okay we're we're only handing out new business new contracts to businesses that prove that they are a certain level and it, again to your point doesn't necessarily have to be that they're a high level they just have to be officially certified and in the system as saying they're at this CMC, CMMC level so they can accept these types of contracts and this mm -hmm. type of work. That's cool good explanation there um, obviously we talked a little bit about why it's important but it's really like you said it's a um, a mechanism to show verification to ensure that the appropriate levels of cyber security controls are put into place because a lot of these small businesses don't know how to do this. They don't know what the best practices are. So everyone's kind of flying by the seat of their pants. It's a bit of the wild, wild west, right? Yeah. And I mean, on top of that, right, cybersecurity and just IT security in general is rapidly evolving and changing, right? To the, it's crazy to think how far we have come from like, oh, yeah, you need an antivirus on your computer and that's it um so so to think of like how fast that has evolved and changed that's i feel like that's kind of what put has put the dod in this position to be like okay we need to like actually start officially making sure people are okay because not a lot of people know how to do that or know what they should be even looking for to do that yeah if this isn't a signal to show everything that we've been saying for so long and all of the quote-unquote nerds have been yelling for so long that cyber security is bad it's gotten bigger. 
you know, we've said this for so long that it's big business now. It's not just some, like you said, some hacker in their basement where you got to get virus protection on your computer for it. There's layers of security now in place. And so the fact that the DOD seems to recognize this, see it and understand it and are now deploying this really should be a testament to show just how serious you ought to be taking it. Um, it's one of the reasons it's being implemented. Yeah. And you've mentioned the small businesses, you know, don't always know what they're doing with this type of stuff. All that is true. The really good thing is it sounds like a lot of where this information and data is going to be stored and exists for small businesses. If they have the right systems and software in place, uh, a lot of this will be covered already or they'll, you know, they'll be at the appropriate level that they need to be. So some solutions that come to mind when we're talking about SWIC tech, uh, of course, our Microsoft 365, um, like Microsoft Azure government, Windows 10, the latest, you know, Windows operating systems, all of that stuff, because Microsoft built it and Microsoft does contracts and works with the government, like a lot of that will already meet the requirements and will already be compliant. So the areas that small businesses are really going to have to focus is more on their in-house software applications and maybe their ERP solutions that they use. If those are from smaller vendors and stuff like that, they're going to have to put some processes and solutions in place to protect them. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Um, I'm looking at the notes here <laughs> to see what else we wanted to cover. I'll probably chop this section out where I'm not sure what we're going to say next. Or just, you know, leave it in there because that's what we're we gonna, do, Eric. We're going to lock this. Um, yeah, to your point, though, like we have a service offering that mimicked the CMMC model. We called it the, well, it's a known standard. The CMMI is a known thing. It's a capability maturity model indicator. We've already put a cybersecurity package together that maps to that. So a lot of the folks that we do business with under some of our um, top tier agreements are mostly good. Like you had mentioned, they're on Windows 10. They're using uh, Azure or Azure Gov in the cases where they need to be. We're, everything is backed up. We have all these things in place already that put these companies in a strong position to kind of start to check those boxes. Mm -hmm. It's a good place to be. Yeah, hopefully. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, you know, obviously our leadership and our technical staff are digging into this even more. And I think there's like a, some sort of 400 page manual that our CEO is reading through right now to make sure all of our ducks in a row. It's going to be interesting to see because um, a lot of that is just pie in the sky right now, right? Like we said, this isn't this isn't real yet, or there at least aren't licensed people to certify you yet. And the government isn't basing any contracts off this yet. So it's going to be really interesting to see what disparities we end up running into, right? If there's, okay, we, you know, we think we're good. We went through all this. We, we crossed our T's and dotted our I's for everything that we seem to understand in this manual or in the certification details. Um, and then the assessors are going to come along and have official licenses. And what are they going to say? Are they going to say, oh yeah, it looks good. Or are there going to be some discrepancies that people are going to have to shore up? So that will be Definitely a unique challenge over the next few years as everyone figures this out. Yeah, everything's always ever changing. You know, these are these tectonic plates that we're on. These digital technological tectonic plates are ever changing. And you know, one of the terms that stood out to me in, in kind of going through all this is like having a defense in depth kind of approach to things, really digging into how you're going to defend your company from these cyber attacks. So having the standard in place and having it being audited is ultimately a really good thing for everybody. 
Um, sure. It'll make the the uh, attackers and bad actors and hackers jobs hopefully a lot harder, but it's an arms race. So time we shore something up, they find a new way in. It's like, you know, cat and mouse. Always. It always will be, unfortunately. Yep. Well, we do have some webinars coming up, um, two of them, and one of them is right around the corner. Uh, and in fact, I think you're going to be leading on that one. It's the managed network managed networking solutions that's being co-hosted with Fortinet. That's on February 17th at two o'clock. Is there anything more about that one that you have to share? Yeah, I mean, speaking of security, right, and protecting your business and your data, um, that's what the whole point of those networking solutions are, right? Fortinet offers a firewall called a FortiGate, and so we want to just dig in and unpack that a little bit with Fortinet, right? So they will be on the call with us talking through this stuff, and we just want to unpack the benefits of having an actual networking solution like Fortinet um, or other, you know, there's other big names out there, Cisco, Palo Alto, et cetera, that make true like edge security firewall devices rather than the cheapo modem and router you get from like your ISP, right? Your internet service provider. So I'm excited to kind of help explain that to people. A lot of small businesses don't see the value in that. And I think it's super beneficial to them. Cool. No, that's awesome. And then following up to that about a month later on March 10th, we're doing uh, Microsoft Teams for healthcare, and that'll be at 2 p.m. March 10th. Um, you know, Teams is something we're really comfortable and familiar with and highly versed in. Uh, there's different flavors. There's Teams for, you know, um, teachers. There's Teams for healthcare. So it's another kind of realm we're going to try to cover and call out some specific things that it does for healthcare. I'm excited for that one. It'll be good. It's going to be a good one. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's on coming around the bend here with Swick Tech. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Have a great day. Thanks, Eric. Good chatting with you.